twowayradios.com, check, check. Bytwowayradios.com. Recorded almost live from Rock Hill, South Carolina. It's the Two Way Radio Show. Welcome to the Two-Way Radio Show. I'm Rick Savoya. I'm Danny Feimster. And Anthony Roque is off today. And this is the podcast about two-way radios for business and consumer communications. Today we'll discuss the question of whether or not you should buy a used radio. We'll talk about the advantages of buying used, the advantages of buying new, the risks to consider when buying used radios, and some exceptions to the rules. We'll also report the results of a recent poll on whether you think digital will replace analog radios and take some of your comments and questions from our blog and our forum at twowayradioforum.com. Our show is sponsored by buytwowayradios.com, the source of two-way radios and radio accessories for businesses and consumers since 2002. Enter the promo code SHOW at checkout and save an additional 5% off your order. Buytwowayradios.com, your radio specialists. As a dealer of two-way radios, our core business is selling new products to customers. Often, customers will ask if we sell used models, and as a general rule, we don't. However, lately we've added a few radios that are refurbished and certified by the manufacturer, or a special item or two specifically sold as is for parts. The question is, should you buy a used radio? And if so, under what conditions? Yeah, I think this is a really good topic, Rick. This is I, I think this came up when you got an email from a customer who bought a uh, Kenwood radio or something on eBay, and then they, they got it and realized they didn't have any software or they couldn't program it or something was wrong, right? And then they couldn't uh, send it back. They were kind of stuck with a product that wouldn't do anything uh, that they needed. Well, we get quite a few queries from people, from customers, uh, who are looking for assistance on that, where they've purchased a radio, maybe off eBay or Amazon or, or from a friend or, uh, you know, at a garage sale or something, and then they're sort of stuck with it because they, they're like, okay, what do I do now? Well, I, I can definitely see how people get in this boat because there, there are quite a few advantages to buying a used radio. Like, mm-hmm. um, for me, price would be a huge factor. And I think mm-hmm. that's probably the single biggest factor in considering a used radio yeah you you uh see something that appears to be a very very good deal i mean Mm -hmm. and you can get some great deals on used used equipment two-way radios and otherwise um uh, ebay is probably the best place to go for things like this Mm -hmm. craigslist i guess would be another option yeah Um, a lot of times we get customers who mention that they um, picked up ham equipment off of craigslist from someone who was getting out of the hobby and um, ham fests also, yeah, ham but fests. garage sales, uh, garage sales, yard sales, and estate sales. I've, I've been to estate sales before where there there were uh, uh, pieces of radio equipment there, and you know I, I would I would walk around looking at some of the prices they had on them. Now you know estate sales sometimes you know people putting prices on things is like. Uh, they don't. Sometimes they don't even know what they're selling. But 
uh, it, it really shows that when you look at the prices. Some really good deals and some really bad deals. I well, imagine. I've never been to an estate sale in my life. My my wife goes to a lot of estate sales, and and I've been to a number of them too. They're, they're fun. They're fun to check out, and you can pick up some good deals, but you sort of have to know how to do it. Mm-hmm. You, you have to. There's, uh, you know, there's a certain technique to buying things at estate sales. You kind of have to know how to shop them. But uh, but you can you can pick up some pretty good deals there, but you know uh, aside from some of these sales garage sales and that sort of thing, uh, you know people will uh, buy them often based on wow this is a good price for this radio, but but that's not always what they're looking for. Sometimes uh, if you're looking for a radio that that's no longer manufactured. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's the type of radio that you like, or maybe you already have a couple like that, and and you're looking for that same model, but the only way you can find it is to go to a used marketplace to find one. Yeah, and I think that's a great reason to buy mm-hmm. new, uh, to buy used products. If um, you know there's something you you know what model you want, or mm-hmm. maybe you, some people have the attitude that radios. Um, used to be made to a higher quality than they That's are true. now, and yeah. there may be something to that. So yeah, they, I think there is something to that to, to a certain degree, especially nowadays when you have so many of the uh, you know import radios on the market that are flood the market. There are a lot of purists out there that will say, "Oh, yeah, that's all junk," and I'm only going to buy a you know insert brand name here radio <laughs> right like if, if you could get a used uh, 10-year-old or 20-year-old even icom for the same price yeah. as your new baofeng you might be better off getting the icom but i guess there's there are some risk involved and things that you need to uh um yeah be aware of when you're when you're doing that and maybe we'll, well, we'll sure, talk about sure. that a little bit we'll, later on we definitely got to go through some of the risks uh Mm-hmm. about buying used product. But, you know, we're primarily a dealer of new radios, so let's talk for a moment about the advantages of buying a new radio because there are definitely some advantages to that. Yeah, there's, I would say, a lot more advantages to buying a, a new radio. Maybe we are a little biased. You know, we, we are selling <laughs> think so? new radios, so, you know, eh, take it with a grain of salt. But uh, if you're buying a new radio, then uh, a lot of times you're buying it from a dealer who is authorized by the manufacturer mm-hmm. to sell these products. So you know you're getting a warranty with the product, and you know you're, you're able to send it back or talk to someone if you have a problem. If you, if you get it and you find out it wasn't what you expected, you've sort of got an out. Yeah, I think the warranty is a big factor here because you have some sense of security there when you're buying the radio. Well, first of all, usually uh, most reputable dealers anyway will cover it themselves like we do mm-hmm. during the first 30 days. If there's a problem with it off the bat, if you receive it and it's, it, it has an issue or uh, during the first uh, period there uh, of ownership and you, you have a problem, you can usually contact the dealer. And then after that first 30 days or so, uh, you've got the manufacturer that can back up um, their product for one, two, three years, how, however long the warranty period is. Uh, if you buy a new radio, you're also going to get um, the latest and greatest features. If, yeah, if there's things yeah, that you know, weren't true. available 10 years ago that were added or mm-hmm. discovered or, uh, or something or that are common now, you're going to get that. 
Um, you're also going to get the latest firmware mm-hmm. or a, a very late version of the firmware. Mm-hmm. And um, funny, that's that's something that uh, I'd say about 10 years ago, and most people didn't even talk about or consider nowadays because um, these radios are so um, managed by software, uh, and more people are aware of what firmware is. Uh, I, th- I think there uh, is a lot more uh, concern and, and a lot more uh, consideration for that. I think the advantage firmware-wise to newer product is that um, a lot of newer products have flashable firmware. Mm-hmm. I would say if you start looking at older used radios, you're, you're going to be stuck with the firmware that that product has, whereas now – it's more common to see um, radios updated as uh, bugs are found and things like that. For example, yeah. um, Motorola came out with the DTR600 and DTR700 um, 900 megahertz digital radios. Um, I don't know. It's been months, probably six months ago now. But um, when they shipped those radios, they said, we're going to have new features coming soon. And now they just released phase two of the firmware. So if you bought a DTR600 or DTR700... You can flash the firmware yourself, and mm-hmm. there's a list of five or six new features that um, I've got to write a blog post about here pretty soon. What that does is extend the life of that radio. You buy a radio today, and so much of it is soft, managed by software or firmware. Um, as time moves along, it can often be updated in firmware, so that extends, I think that extends the lifetime usefulness of that radio yeah i think that's a good summary of my point yeah exactly um well moving on from firmware are there anything else uh are there any other advantages of buying a new radio that we should point out well i did mention briefly just a moment or two ago about compatibility with other current models and i think that there's a lot to be said for that especially these days with recent changes that the fcc has made with uh things like um, bandwidth uh, requirements on some of the radios. Yeah, I think there's a, a lot to be said for that. A, a lot of older or used radios, if you're buying business product, you do have to be a little leery about the mm-hmm. bandwidth because um, you may uh, find some older equipment that is only wideband, and now mm-hmm. um, FCC mandates that everything be narrowband. So when you get a new radio, you're pretty much guaranteed that that's going to be compliant with current FCC rules and regulations and, and also compatible with the other contemporary radios that are currently out on the market. Um, accessories could also be something to think about. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you're buying an older radio, um, it may not work with headsets and uh, you know speaker mics, things like that, that you might want. It may also be difficult to find replacement batteries. Mm-hmm. So that's something to consider. When you mention the spare parts, like batteries, um, yeah, you're going to find them readily available uh, all over the place. I think that's there, definitely there an advantage. A lot of aftermarket vendors will we'll continue to make batteries for popular mm-hmm. discontinued radios. But uh, if you're buying a used radio, you definitely need to check on battery availability because that, that's a fixed life product. You know eventually you're going to have to replace a battery pack for a radio. Mm-hmm. So um, you may also want to buy a battery at the same time you're buying the radio because if, if, you're, if you go to use radio and battery packs are available now, 
you don't know if that battery pack is going to be available in a year when you need it. Yeah. The manuals. That's another aspect of this. When you're buying a new radio, you're usually getting a manual with it. And if not with it, at least you're getting some sort of a quick start guide and you're getting access to that information on how to operate this radio right then and there for the most part. Uh, it's all readily available because it's a current model. And when it comes to support, I think that's a big one because when you buy a new radio, you're going, for the most part, you're going to have a lot of support for it because that's what's current. That's what everybody's using for the most part. Right. And uh, assuming you buy it from a, you know, a fantastic dealer, like buy two ingredients. <laughs> if, if you need help getting up and running, there's someone you can call. If you yeah. buy a used radio off eBay and, uh, you know, you're probably buying it from someone that got a good deal at an estate sale and they don't know how to use the radio and mm -hmm. if you ask them for software or a programming cable they're going to say what's that yeah good luck with that <laughs> yeah well <laughs> so there are advantages to definitely buying a new advantages radio. but okay let's talk a little bit more about the risks of buying used radios uh I, I, we we mentioned some of them briefly but let's 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 kind of let's drill down into this a little bit uh, okay. Uh, one thing that comes to mind is the compliance with the FCC rules. We mm -hmm. mentioned that with the we narrow did. band versus wide band. There may also be other FCC rule changes. Some people listening probably aren't going to be overly concerned about this, but mm -hmm. some people are going to be overly concerned with this. Um, also, uh, if you don't, if you buy a used product and it's pre-programmed to certain frequencies and you don't have programming software, you don't have a cable, you don't know what those frequencies are, are that you're transmitting on. Yeah, you can't just pick it up and, and say, hey, you know, this is pre-programmed. Let me, let me transmit and receive on these frequencies. Yeah, it, you may not be licensed for those frequencies. Someone else may be licensed for those specific frequencies that are programmed in uh, nearby that uh, maybe you're encroaching upon, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're violating their uh, licensing. And yeah. Something else that happens is um, we'll we'll see people that buy radios off eBay that may even be the same model number um, that they're already using for their business. For mm -hmm. example, um, say you buy a Motorola model that's the same as what you bought new, but you see a great deal on eBay. You get the radios, and they're programmed to different frequencies than your existing radios. Mm -hmm. Well, now you can't talk, and you've got to pay a dealer to reprogram those radios because Motorola probably doesn't allow the software to be given out to an end user. And that gets into the next point is whether or not you can reprogram those radios because some of those used radios, if they were programmed, and now we don't do this, but, but there are dealers out there that have been known to lock um, or, or password protect those radios so that only they can program them. So you get a radio that's been programmed to different frequencies and you want to reprogram it um, without that information you'll never be able to get into the radio to do that right that's that's a good point um, and we've certainly seen that where oh, yeah. customers send us a radio to to reprogram and the previous dealer has locked it out if you're a dealer listening to this don't do that that's, yeah it's just it's it's not it's really not ethical it's 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 not right but, you know, there are just a lot of legal issues that you, you may want to consider, uh, mm -hmm. like international radios is another one. Maybe mm -hmm. the radio that you're buying is not uh, intended for, US, for the U.S. market. Maybe it's 
preset frequencies that aren't allowed to be used here for your use or un- unlicensed. Yeah. Well, you know, I get requests. I, I get queries from uh, people in the blog and uh, in the forums uh, quite a bit where they've purchased a radio, um, say, from an international dealer or um, online or something from, from eBay, uh, perhaps. And this this is a model of radio that I'm not familiar with at all, and that's because it's not a radio that's sold or marketed in in our country, in the U.S. at all, and is using a, a different band and frequencies that uh, that really are not intended to be used uh, by the general public here right. in the in the states. And so, uh, when people buy these radios, oftentimes they really don't know what they're buying. They they just say, "Oh, this is a great radio." Is my whatever from whatever model this is that's maybe from some other country, is that compatible with my Motorola Talkabouts or something like that? And you say, well, first of all, no. And second, um, those are not even marketed for the U.S., and uh, they may not even be legal for use here. (laughs) I'm surprised how often we see people that will just buy a radio and expect it to work with their other radio that's, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a, a completely different... Like, I've got a CB radio, and I just bought this Marine radio. Why won't they talk? Yeah, a radio is a radio is a radio. That's that's the general assumption. If it's a radio, obviously it's, it's supposed to work with another radio, right? Well, no, but, uh, right. you know, some, some uh, uh, people who buy radios that really don't know... Um, what they're buying, uh, or not familiar with radios, I should say. Yeah, I, I would say making that assumption. Compatibility is the number one risk you need to be worried about. If, mm-hmm. if um, also, does it work? Is yeah, that's a big major, one. That's a big one. That's uh, a big one. And does it work properly? Mm-hmm. A used radio um, could be damaged. It could transmit. But it's so easy to damage a radio. Like mm-hmm. you, you see a lot, like especially with mobile radios, um, they get keyed up a lot without an antenna connected. Yeah, and that, that can also be a problem with handheld radios. But it's it's not as frequent. But um, that can cause damage to the radio. Yeah, you can burn out the finals on the on the radio, and then it won't transmit at all. It'll turn on. You'll think, oh, this works right. fine. And then when you try to transmit, why isn't this transmitting? And the next thing you know, you're calling someone uh, for help saying, hey, I can't get this radio to work. Uh, well, that's because it, it doesn't work. <laughs> you know? We also see sometimes radios will have um, power issues. Like mm-hmm. a 50-watt radio may only be putting out one or two watts. So a quick test will show that it's working. Mm-hmm. But you're going to have issues, maybe hitting a repeater or getting the range that you want out of those radios. So that's that's something to consider too. Well, something else I think that's worth mentioning and is not brought up a whole lot is um, that sometimes on those used radios, if they are damaged somehow, um, they could be creating spurious emissions that might be uh, interfering with other devices. Uh, stuff like that happens, you know. You, you've got is- you can have issues with a radio that's just not 
that's that's not yeah, and that, properly working. I think that could happen with a know. new radio as well. It's pro- the risk are probably higher for a used radio to have problems like that. Though I, I would think so. Yeah. But um, let's see. You know, they of course they may not be compatible with the newer radios as far as bandwidth and maybe analog to digital and things like that. We, I think we've already covered that and but we also covered the spare parts issue i'd like to talk about that a little bit more because i think that's really worth pointing out you know you get a used radio the spare parts may not be readily available if at all because maybe especially if the radio is very old especially if they aren't if they aren't making batteries for it anymore good luck with that if they aren't making uh, other replacement parts batteries are key if you're going to buy a used radio be sure that batteries are available for it. Oh, not just batteries, but anything to charge it with, to charge yeah. the battery with. You know, That's it, true. I, I, there are situations where someone will buy the radio, and it'll come with a perfectly good battery, and it, it's an older model, but the battery still works, and it's fully charged. And, of course, after the charge uh, is depleted, it's like, okay, how do I charge it up? Well, the radio didn't come with a charger, <laughs> and, and they can't find one anywhere. So you're kind of stuck. Right. And uh, also check to make sure that charger works. If you're buying a radio yeah, that you don't plan yeah, to use uh, often, you get the radio, you turn it on, it transmits, you think you're good, you put it in the closet until you go <laughs> camping, and then you use the battery and the, the charger's broken. Yeah, those are all definitely, that's definitely something to consider. Um, you know, some compatible accessories may be difficult to find too. If it's an older model that with maybe a, a more proprietary type of connector, especially, uh, there may not be any accessories available for it anymore. Right. You know, any, any audio accessories I'm, I'm referring to now. Yeah, definitely. So, I don't think that's as big a concern as batteries, but it, it's important. If you are yeah. planning on using a, a speaker mic or an earpiece or something with your radio, make sure you know what kind you need and that they're available before you buy the used radio. Especially if it's one of the specialized multi-pin connectors. I think that's... Uh, uh, worth pointing out. And, of course, the manuals, as, as we mentioned earlier, uh, you buy that radio and it doesn't come with any instructions. Uh, the manuals may be difficult, if not impossible, to find. And uh, I've, I've run across a number of products, not just radios, where uh, I've had the product for a number of years or I purchased one uh, you know, from a garage sale or something. I'm like, well, let me find a manual for this thing. You can't find them anymore. Um, and you, you think you could find just about everything on the internet, but there are some things you just they just they just don't exist anymore. Yeah, I, I think that the the moral of the story is if you're going to buy a used radio, you need to do a little legwork ahead yeah. of time before you make that purchase. There, there sure. are potential pitfalls that you need to be aware of, and you need to you know. Do a little research ahead of time just to make sure you're not going to to run into any of those issues. And don't forget the support factor because with the when you buy that used radio, you're not going to get support from anybody. You you won't be able to call up the the local dealer. You buy a used old used Kenwood radio or Motorola or something like that. You're not going to be able to just call up Motorola and Kenwood and say I need support for this radio. You know if it's really really old and and you bought it used. Uh, you're not going to be able to get that definitely from the local dealer that 
didn't sell it to you and that you know that radio hasn't been around on the market for a while that's uh, that's not going to happen at the local dealer but uh, you know Kenwood and Motorola and all the big manufacturers they they have an end of life for support too right well, well you should message the um, the seller if you're buying a product on mm-hmm. eBay and find out for sure, what their policy is. Like, mm-hmm. say, hey, what if I get this and it doesn't work the way I expect? Can I send it back to you? Um, what's it going to cost yeah. me to send it back to you? Do you have a, a restocking fee that's going to make it cost prohibitive to return this item to you? And hope the seller is willing to do that because um, if you don't, you know, you never really know who you're buying used products from online. And it may be someone that you can trust that's reputable. Uh, it may not. You know, if you, if you don't know right. who you're buying from, and the seller's just selling it, I'm just trying to get rid of it out. It was in my garage for 10 years. Uh, you know, And if you find out that uh, the seller isn't someone that you, you feel like you're going to be able to get good support from, don't make the purchase if you're the type of person that's possibly going to need some support. Yeah, now, definitely. if you're a seasoned ham and you're – technically inclined and you know you then you're the perfect person to be buying a used radio you can go into ebay find a good deal find the people that have have you know bought a stack of ham radio equipment from uh, an estate sale and they're they're dumping it at a low price take the risk you could probably repair it yourself if you run into Mm -hmm. any issues maybe you you've used this model before it doesn't matter to you that there's no manual um you, you've got the experience to test it once you receive it, and you know uh, what you're getting. And that brings us to the exceptions to the rule, more or less. Yeah. yeah there are exceptions all, all, always. Yeah, I mean, if you're a seasoned um, tech, uh, techie or seasoned ham or otherwise technically inclined, um, buying a used radio can actually be uh, very, very advantageous for you because you know what you're doing as long as you know what you're doing and you know what you're getting into um that can be a, a great great way to go yeah, then then you can shop for it for the deals you're you're yeah. equipped yeah and places like ebay and ham fest and 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 whatnot can be uh, an excellent source of of picking up used radios and spare parts and and you know what if even if you're not that you know that seasoned, I should say. Um, if you're looking to learn about uh, radios and 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 you're kind of technically inclined and you want to learn more about it and experiment and tinker around with it and things like that, that's that's a good source for for getting parts like that to kind of learn how to to do it and experiment with that and in a way that's actually kind of better because you don't want to buy a brand new radio and then say hey let me figure out how this works and then take it all apart because that's uh well you know if it, if you break it or something that's uh you know that's a, a nice radio that uh that's money you'll never see again <laughs> but yeah. if you and then it'll it will destroy the warranty too that's uh, won't warranty doesn't cover that well, but it's, it's you know. funny. We've we've got these. Uh, we've got MD ninety six hundreds that we're selling right now on eBay as parts only radios. They're, mm-hmm. they're, uh, we ended up getting returns a few years ago or a couple of years ago for uh, a number. I think we started out with maybe forty of these radios, and um, we lost track of what's wrong with them specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and they just kind of sat Over somewhere time. for a while and. 
instead of going through them and, and all this with the holidays, we just decided to throw them on eBay as parts. And we have people buying two of these at a time. Mm-hmm. We've sold quite a few of them this way. And what I think is happening is people are, are saying, well, uh, they're, they're pretty cheap. I'm just going to buy two, and maybe I can use my ham skills to uh, make one out of make them. Make <laughs> one out of two and, and kind of gamble that they both don't have the same problem. Or if nothing else, take them apart, reverse engineer them, and, and figure out how they work. Yeah, I, I think much. that that's what's happening with a lot of these sales for the parts-only radios. Is mm-hmm. It's just people that are tinkering with the product. Yeah. And that's fine, but know what you're getting into. I wouldn't buy a radio on eBay that's listed as not working parts only and assume yeah. that it's going to be fine and be mad when it doesn't work, you know? Yeah, if you're if you're specifically into experimentation and tinkering and and, and uh, you know, do it yourself, build your own stuff and and playing around that's fine, but if you are a, someone who is looking, just looking to buy a radio, turn it on, and and, and go do their thing, um, buying used radio probably isn't, most likely is not the way to go. Yeah, I think where you run into trouble is when you are looking for a deal, you find a deal, but maybe you, you, you aren't, you haven't thought ahead about the risk of, of buying mm-hmm. this used product, so... When you get it, you're disappointed because it's not what you expected, or it's not, you know, it's the best case scenario. And that's a bad thing on several levels. Uh, you know, I, I, if you're a, say, for instance, if you're really new to radios in general, and your only experience, your first experience, is not a good one, you're not as inclined to to pick up a radio any, uh, you know, ever again. Right. Know? Well, and I think about. And it's, it's unfortunate that a lot of times dealers in this industry will expect people to have more radio knowledge than they do. Mm-hmm. And I, I can completely understand how, like, for example, say a purchasing manager for a small company knows their warehouse uses Motorola CP200s. Mm-hmm. And these radios are $300 a piece, $400 a piece. And the purchasing manager thinks, oh, I'm going to save my company some money. I'm going to go on eBay and buy these things used for $200 a piece. They get them, and then they don't talk. Well, yeah. whose fault is that really? I mean, the, the it's ultimately the purchasing manager's fault, but it's understandable to me that he would say, well, I've got CP200s. I'm buying CP200s. Mm-hmm. Who, who knew that? Mine are UHF, and the one I'm buying is VHF. It, it just it takes a higher level of knowledge for the industry that we're in to uh, than it does for others. You know what I mean? That's- oh yeah, yeah. You know, I, I recall um, a couple of um, questions from uh, I think they were uh, in the blog that uh, people asking for help because well, I have. I have this set of radios. I don't, I don't recall uh, right offhand what uh, you know. It, it could be like a yeah. It could it could be a CP two hundred, and and uh, then he bought some more CP two hundreds, and and this can happen with new radios too, though. You know, where they they're not even thinking about what band they're on. They go, well, I've got these other CP two hundreds, but they won't talk to each other. Well, well that's because the weird... first batch is UHF, the second is VHF. 
um, they're for, not going to. For an outsider, it's sort of a strange industry. It's like, yeah. uh, let me think of a product. My, my son is in a math class at school, right? He, he uses a, a TI-80 something graphing calculator. calculator. Okay, say it's a TI-82. That's the one I used when I was in school. I don't know if that's his or not, but um, it's like, let's say you go to the store, you buy a TI-82. It's got the same number on it. You expect it to mm-hmm. work, but you get it to class and you find out this one doesn't do calculus. This one <laughs> only does <laughs> algebra. Uh, it doesn't really grab, but it's the same model. Everything matches up to the to the eye. It looks the same. Uh, that that's kind of the world we're in. Radios, you could buy a product with the exact same model number mm-hmm. that looks identical, but it's not going to work. That's a good point. There, that's an excellent point. So we do, as dealers, have to go a little further to explain that to customers. And we try to do that on our website. We try to do that over the phone when we're dealing with customers. But that's something you probably aren't going to get if you're buying a used radio on eBay. Unfortunately, the people that are going to be making that mistake aren't the people that are listening to this podcast. (laughs) If you're you're listening to this show right now, you already know all of this. So we're we're preaching. (laughs) True. Preaching to the choir. So, uh, well... Let's ask listeners, what do you think about this? The difference um, between buying a used radio from eBay and, say, a brand new radio from a reputable dealer. What do you think, Rick? Would you buy a used radio? Um, I would just because, well, it depends. I mean, I, if it was uh, something I was specifically looking for, mm-hmm. as I mentioned earlier, like maybe there was a model that I wanted to replace uh, in in my collection of radios that uh, is no longer made, oh, and right. I, I was Let's, looking for it specifically, and I and I know radios somewhat, so it's not that big of a deal for me. But let for, me give you a specific scenario. I'm going to pin you down here. I want I want a, a solid answer. Okay, so you're not biased here. Let's think of something we don't sell. We don't sell HF radios to hams. We don't. Okay. We don't carry them. Maybe we will one day. We don't know. Let's say you're you're a licensed ham. Yeah. You're general. Mm-hmm. May, what if you wanted to buy an HF radio? You uh, want a, I, I don't know. I can't think of a. Well, I've been I've been model. down that road. I've okay. been down that Let's road. say you wanted to start doing more HF. What are the odds that you're going to buy a used radio versus a new radio? I would say the odds are uh, probably eighty twenty that I would get a used one, but wow. but. Uh, the thing is that there, this is contingent on who I'm buying it from and learning about the history of that particular radio that I'm seeking to purchase. Mm-hmm. In other words, if uh, in other words, I, I'm, I'm not the type of person where, and I've been to a number of hand fests where I've shopped around for, mm-hmm. for used HF radios, um, but there are some that I look at right away and know, oh, yeah, that doesn't look like that's for me. And uh, others that I look at and say, oh, you know, it includes everything. I kind of know this guy. Um, he he vouches for the radio, and uh, it, it looks fairly clean. It looks like it's in good shape. He's letting me test it out, and it looks like this is a pretty good buy. Then I'll 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 consider that. I'll go with that. You do it. But the, it's all about what we were talking about earlier: doing your homework. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't just go out there and say, oh, look, here's a used HF radio. Uh, I think I'll buy that one. Because um, who knows? I'll get it home and 
your the finals might all be burnt out on it and uh and and it turns on fine but uh it doesn't doesn't transmit <laughs> so you <laughs> so, would, you would yeah. buy a you you'd be likely to buy a used product but you would buy it from a guy you know at a ham fest you mm-hmm. would not buy it at an estate sale where there's no going back i would uh I might do that if I do some research on the estate sale and who previous who owned it previously, and uh, uh, can find a little bit about the history of the the radio from that owner. Uh, then I would consider that as well. See, I'm a little surprised. I feel like you're a little more cautious than me in general, but you're on the used side. I I think it's okay to buy used equipment, but personally. I like to think I'm the, the type that's so frugal I'm going to go look for a used product. But realistically, I think about my purchases in the past, and I I don't really buy used product. I, I, I've been an internet e-commerce shopper as long as, you know, since 1996 or whenever I first got online. But I, thinking realistically about what I what my behavior is, I just I don't think I've ever bought a used product. Um, well, see, I mean, my my first my very first computer was used, and that's how I bought yeah. it. I bought it I bought it used, and part of it was an economic decision. The other part of it was because I liked that computer, yeah. and I and I wanted one, and it would have been fun to play around with and learn about computers with, and and I did. It was I it turned out to be a great buy for me. At the time, and I would do it. I would do that again. I'm trying to think of where I've bought you. Within the last year, um, my wife has this Roomba vacuum cleaner, and I needed parts uh, to repair that with. And I did buy what they labeled reconditioned. Okay. Which I think they just had dead Roombas that they were taking wheels <laughs> off of and, and such. But I, I did buy those because it was. Much too good of a deal. I mean, you, new uh, replacement wheels for the, for those things. You might as well buy a new vacuum. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well once again, I think it really depends on the product, uh, yeah. specifically the product. Look, I was trying to replace a um, a board in in a monitor, in a computer monitor, mm-hmm. and I, you know, obviously they weren't available new anywhere. So I had to. The only place I could go was on eBay and search for. A replacement board for that for that uh, right. product. Now, when I got the board, when I got it, it turns out that it wasn't exactly the way they described it uh, on the um, on the listing, and didn't exactly fit my model. Um, but in that that point, I couldn't really send it back. I was kind of stuck with it. But um, I kind of knew what I was going into when I when I went into it. It was uh, like a thirty five dollar board. But I kind of thought, well, you know, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, you take the risk. I take the risk. I was willing to take the risk and on that. There are probably cases like that that I've had as well that I'm just not thinking of right now. Now, refurbished products are another thing that uh, that is a place where I have I bought refurbished product before. And I don't really mm-hmm. um, feel uh, I don't really hesitate to buy a refurbished product if the price is is a good enough discount over what a new one is. But see, once again, you're weighing the options. You're right. weighing the risks, and you're considering them before you buy the product. You're not going in just head first, and just uh, and and that's basically what we're talking about here. Is is um, some people that's what they do is they just see something, it's an impulse buy, 
or they're looking for something they want super cheap and they don't know when, you know, they're not educated about it firsthand. They don't do any homework. They just buy it. And then after the fact, they're, they're all upset up in arms because it doesn't do what they want it to do or what they expected it to do simply because of the fact that they didn't really, um, they didn't really in- investigate it first. Right. I, I think you're exactly right. I, I think that everything we're saying here boils down to do your homework ahead yep. of time. You're yep. going to buy a used product. Just you know, make sure you know what you're getting. Make exactly. sure you, if possible, make sure you have a way out if you get it and it's not what you expect. Mm-hmm. Make sure that uh, if you don't have a way out, that it's too good of a deal to pass up. You know, if you if you know you're stuck with this, like you're talking about, make sure that you're you're getting a, a fantastic right. deal, and it's a risk you're willing to take. You where mm-hmm. you know you may get it, it, and it's broken, and oh well, it's twenty bucks. <laughs> it was worth the worth it. There you go. I think that's what it all comes down to. Now, I do want to mention. I just remembered when I said refurbished. We, uh, as a side note on a different topic, we have Kenwood refurbished radios coming back in stock. It's a slightly different topic. Slightly. Because, I mean, well, well, there's a difference. You know, Kenwood, you know, we, we did offer these for sale last year. Right. And we sold out of them, and we have the opportunity to bring them back. Kenwood's bringing some of them back, so we're going to be uh, bringing those, uh, these uh, certain models back, uh, what, in a couple weeks? One yeah, or two weeks? Yeah, well, I would say by the end of the month. I don't. Kenwood is still going – what they're doing is they, they've told us what inventory they have, mm-hmm. and we've, uh, we're, we're their exclusive dealer for refurbished product. You, you mm-hmm. can't get Kenwood refurbished radios from anyone other than buy2awradios.com, but uh, they are going through and testing every product. So we're not sure exactly how many. We're gonna, I mean, as they go through them, they may find, oh, well, this one right. uh, we can't repair or we're not going to. But by the end of the month, we expect to have um, a good amount of popular radios. And, uh, of course, like last time, uh, the price will be good. It'll definitely be worth um, taking the refurb over the regular, especially with Kenwood's policy. Yeah, I mean, they, yeah. they get the full two-year warranty on their refurbished radios, and they uh, also allow you to take, take advantage of any specials that they have. Like if you have a, a rebate going on, on new radios, you can claim that same rebate on the refurbs, which is unheard of. Plus, plus, if you use promo code SHOW at checkout, you'll be able to save an additional 5% off your order. Wow. Wow. Got Get that you in. remembering that. Yeah. Well, I always forget to plug the, the promo code. Well, uh, yeah, Anthony got me last time. <laughs> I think he did. <laughs> he, he beat me to it the uh, one episode. Um, having said that, Speaking um, of it, Anthony, what is he calls in sick on a day he knows we're podcasting? I don't think he wants to be here. Uh, he was pretty sick. I hope. I, I, I you think wish he's disappointed? He's missing the show. You think he's disappointed? I'm not going to comment on that, but I'll just wish him a speedy recovery so he can be back here for the next episode. <laughs> well, what I was getting at, though, uh, to just to bring back the refurbished radios, the difference between used and refurbished, somewhat similar, but also very different in the sense that. Um, a used radio, it's you're you're just buying something off the shelf or just straight from eBay. hasn't been tested. They don't know if it's working or not. You're just buying it. You don't know. There's no there there's no guarantee uh, on this at all. But say for instance with 
with a refurbished radio. Refurbished means something means that someone, presumably, someone has gone through and reconditioned it or refurbished it or made it in working condition yes, again. You, you, they fixed it, more or less, if there were any issues. So presumably, it's going to work out of the box. Uh, a, have in, in I think Kenwood technically, case, a refurbished radio, technically, I, I believe, falls into the used category, yeah, right? Because yeah. uh, like in the case of the Kenwoods we're selling, these are products that were sold previously and returned to Kenwood for some reason. And now, now they could have been returned a day later. They could have been returned a week or a month later. They were returned for some reason, but it doesn't necessarily mean they were used. Used, yeah. And and most of the time, they're they're going to be like radios that were returned within mm. like a thirty day return policy, because like we're talking about compatibility earlier. You, you wouldn't believe how many people buy a radio and then they find out it doesn't work with their existing radios. So there could be a lot back. of reasons for it. Yeah, and you send it back and it, you can't sell it as new, so mm-hmm. they. Sh- show up as refurbs. But I think technically that counts as used. Mm-hmm. It does. And refurbs have this, I think the key is the seal of approval from the manufacturer. The, uh, the manufacturer, in this case, Kenwood, has gone over it, uh, presumably with a fine-tooth comb, uh, so to speak, and checked it out and made sure it was it was okay for resell, especially if they're putting, if they're adding a warranty on it. Um, that says a lot. I think that says a lot. I mean, how many how many places or situations can you get a used radio with a warranty? I would say not too many. <laughs> well, I, I think that you you put a lot more value on Kenwood saying yes, yeah. this radio works than you do with hot radios with a Z sixty four on eBay. You know. Yeah. <laughs> But um, I, I would say that I think those are definitely worth uh, checking into when, when we do get them back in. We'll let you know when, when they come in. Um, now, we have um, – any other comments on this first? Uh, oh, I think, we, I think we beat it to death. Okay, I think so. But we have some uh, comments and questions from our blog and forum at twowayradioforum.com. And I, I want to start this off with – uh, some with a poll that we took, and this is a poll from, uh, if you recall, in episode 142 of the Two-Way Radio Show, we uh, asked the question, will digital replace the analog radio? We had a, a, a big discussion on that. Uh, and if you can go back and listen to it, it's episode 142. I think oh, it was one of our best episodes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I say that every time. You do. Anyway, so we, we conducted a poll in our forum and asked the question, what do you think? Will digital radios replace analog radios? Uh, 57% of our respondents on there said no. They don't think that digital, uh, digital radios will replace analog. Uh, 43% said yes. Neither of them. The, thing, the interesting thing is I had, I had uh, an option for not sure. Nobody checked not sure. It was it was pretty cut and dried. E- either everyone has an opinion. Everybody has a, a, a sure opinion on it. It was either no, they won't, or yes, they will. I'm going to read a few of these comments here because um, I think it really uh, further explains why the numbers came out this way. Uh, 
let's see, uh, Zap P25 says, uh, yes, you can't type except the Part 90 radio that outputs more than 2 watts and isn't 6.25 kilohertz equivalent, which means over time, everyone's radios will be replaced by digital capable anyway. At that point, going digital sometimes offers more benefits than you lose staying with analog. That's from Zap P25. Yeah, I agree so with I that. Uh, but yeah, uh, that only looked at the business product. Uh, mm -hmm. You don't have that same restriction with things like uh, consumer uh, radios, FRS, GMRS, MERS, or amateur. Yet. I don't know that would happen or not, but, you know, you just never know what the FCC is going to, to do next. So I'll say you don't have that yet. <laughs> I don't know. I think that uh, with amateur, uh, can you imagine them putting – I mean, wideband is still – Perfectly yeah. fine in the amateur world. They, they try to stay hands-off. now, anyway. Hopefully they keep it that way. Well, uh, Whipperwill says, Digital has a lot going for it, but oftentimes when something goes that route, those with money and clout will find ways to introduce proprietary and lockdown functionality that ultimately they control and can take away once they feel they need even more money. I appreciate analog simplicity and interoperability, even if it falls short on some levels. Certainly not all. However, I see digital encroaching more and more in the future. I just don't think I am on board. And that's from Whipperwill. Uh, it's well thought out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next, uh, I'm going to read a couple more of these. Um, this is from... Um, from Steve. Steve says, uh, the reason I say no is spouse, there is either, I don't know what spouse is. <laughs> the reason I say no is there is either a large electromagnetic pulse or a very large solar storm likes of that I have never seen or recorded. We will be back in the early 1960s. Cell phones, computers, digital TVs, radios, and the digital TV slash radio transmitters will be dead. We will be back to the old analog vacuum tube TVs and radios. The old analog vacuum tube stuff will be the only stuff still working. Unless the digital radios, cell phones, and computers are stored in a Faraday cage. I am from the old school. When I was working on two-way radios, TVs, and early VCRs, there was still tube checkers in the grocery store, and back then, I made house calls to fix TVs and so on, and I had a big box full of vacuum tubes. I still have my old portable vacuum tube tester, and I still have a vacuum tube-powered uh, RF generator and broadcast band to 10 meters. They both still work. I also have an old-style telephone dial-type lineman's handset. Well, that's where I come from, and that's from Steve. Oh, I really it's, hope you never have to use any of those old. Uh, <laughs> no, but I, I tell you what, that that was some solid, solid stuff. You know, and solid stay, but it was solid stuff. I mean, that I know. Yeah. Okay, I know. I remember the days when I was a kid. Okay, I'm old enough to know where I was a kid. Uh -huh. I still remember the tube testers in the Seven Elevens. You can go to the local Seven Eleven, and they'd have a, a little tube tester there, and then and then those door down the bottom in the front end with all the tubes in it. So you go down, you t you take your tubes, your your tube from your old TV or radio or whatever, pop it in the tube tester, and if it lit up, if it worked fine, if it didn't, it was time to buy a, a new replacement tube. And I did replace tubes in my when I was a kid. I I had done that on on uh, a few occasions, replaced. Tubes in 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 uh, in our TV. 
um, back See, in the day. So I, I like living in I a world that. where where I can fit a, a quad core processor on uh, <laughs> in, in the size of my <laughs> thumbnail. You know, I, I like that. I don't want to go back to vacuum tubes. But he does make a point about about that. You know, if 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 uh, we have a, a a huge EMP event of some sort and you know, it takes everything out, well. That might be all we have left to go with for a while. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I'm not an expert on those types of things, but that that is uh, scary, for sure. And it, it would, uh, you know, if you can blow up all electronics in the world, we've got some big problems on our hands. That's true. Uh, and Paul Ear says, uh, digital is here now, and gradually analog will simply fade away. TV went digital a long while back, and nobody even knows they're using digital. Phones, recording equipment, cameras, digital is just so much more user-friendly in terms of what you can do with it. We can argue about quality and other things, but it's just more efficient in practically every case. As for the sunspot cycle, electromagnetic storms, and EMP, they cause havoc with all comms, analog and digital, so we just get different kinds of interference. Here in the UK coast, each summer Dutch TV would romp in and wipe out our local TV. We'd get patterning first, then it would break up, and sometimes the Dutch pictures would win. Now the error rate creeps up, and the picture freezes and then blanks. That's it. We get perfect pictures until we don't. And that's from Paul Ears. Yeah, yeah, there's a good point. You know, I, I think that uh, I agree with him. Digital is is better technology. Um, I sort of. Do you think, really think it's it's better technology or just different technology? Well, I think it's better technology. Yeah. I mean, it, if it's mm-hmm. well, if it weren't better, why would it be? Why would we be having the conversation about it replacing analog? There, there are advantages uh, to there are advantages to digital. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are some advantages to analog, but it, the advantages to analog are mainly like compatibility with older systems and things like that. They're not like features, you know. Mm-hmm. The, Features are with sure. with the digital stuff, um, but I think in the case of TV, that's more of a top down thing. Like the government can say to the, you know, one hundred TV stations in an area, you're going to switch to digital. It's harder to make analog radio go away because it's sort of a bottom up thing, not a top down thing. Well, uh, now that they're looking at making commercial AM radio all digital now, that's. Um yeah, well, again, that's, that's that's an easier thing to do because it's, uh, you know, there are only a certain number of, of radio stations in the world. It's easy to say radio stations change your, your equipment. It's harder so, to tell everybody that has a, an analog radio to upgrade. But once once that's done and commercial AM radio is all digital, then uh, what's what's next? So, uh, that, uh, I think it's only a matter of time before... Pretty much everything's gone gone digital. Uh, personally, it's I, just how are you going to get rid of all the analog radios in the world? I mean, it, you don't. Oh, have I, I think to have, be, they'll be around for a long time. Yeah, but but you don't have to have like a central station. Like if if you and your wife have an analog radio each mm-hmm. that operate on double A batteries, those two radios are going to work for years and years and yeah. years. Yeah, and uh, I mean, no law changes are going to make those. Stop working. True. I think you'll have them. You may not be able to buy them readily. No, but you be may around. not be able to buy them at all at some point, so is what I'm getting at. But you'll still have, I'm, I'm sure you'll still be able to use what you have for a long time to come. Yeah, I agree. Okay, and our uh, last one, it's a, it's a question. This is from uh, Annabelle. Um, 
And Annabelle is asking about the DTR radios. Does the DTR 600 and 700 have the same range capability, and do they have a panic button? And that's from Annabelle. I'm, I believe uh, comparing the DTR 600 and 700, yeah, they, they do. They're, they're both the, basically the same radio, essentially. Uh, but neither of them have a panic button. They, there's no emergency button on, on either radio. I don't yeah. think you can program one of those in either, can you? I don't think you can. I'm, I'm not uh, sure. We, we did a video on this, but I, it's been so long, I, I forget specifically. And it's, it's really rare that we have people asking us to program like an alert yeah. feature into the radio. I'm not sure about this 600. I do know that the 600 and 700 are basically the same radio. You know, speaking of which, we just put out a video on the DTR 700. I'm curious to what people think of it because it's it's a little different from the videos that we've done in the past, um, a different style, uh, and I'm just curious to see. Uh, you know, tell me what you think. Take a look at the the DTR 700 video if you get a chance. Tell me what you think. If you like it, if you don't like it, thinking about doing a few more of those. It just kind of depends on the, on the feedback we get um, to see how we you know do these videos moving forward. It's definitely worth it. Tell me what you think. I'll, we'll, we'll send you a T-shirt. We'll send you a two-way radio show T-shirt. And also, we've got T-shirts coming from those who, who responded to the polls. The promise to, uh, those uh, that we read would get a T-shirt. Well, I'm going to send one over to you. Um, but that does it. Other than that, that does it for our comments and questions this week. Send in your comments and questions for Danny, Anthony, and myself to show at buy2wayradios.com. If you want to know more about today's topic or about two-way radios in general, check out our forum discussions at twowayradioforum.com. Of course, you can subscribe to the Two-Way Radio Show directly from our website at twowayradioshow.com or hear it on Apple Podcasts, Blueberry.com, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radios, Spotify, and we're now also on iHeartRadio. I think we're going to have to start saying, listen to us wherever you get your podcast, you get instead your of running through the, the list of what is now 18 different uh, <laughs> podcast providers. Actually, what, what we need to start saying is, listen to this award-nominated podcast, because we were. We were nominated for a People's Choice Podcast Award. We didn't win, but we, uh, we were nominated, and that's a pretty big deal. Right. So uh, I was shocked <laughs> Anthony shocked. was excited he was very disappointed that we didn't win <laughs> well I mean I, I did not think we were going to win we were in uh, like the tech category with yeah um, ten other big nine other big shows you know yeah we were up against uh, Recode Decode mm-hmm. the, I listened to Elon Musk interviewed on that podcast earlier this year I'm like are we in, they, they, in the they, category they, with them who did we have to bribe to yeah get? I think I think Waves of Tech was in there and a bunch of other really big shows but uh, I think that was it was an honor to be listed among them I think that I think was Anthony that was really bribed cool. someone <laughs> no I think we have our listeners to thank for that for, for nominating us and we really really appreciate that all right well I guess it does it for our show this time uh, before we go any other final comments? I don't think so. Happy Thanksgiving. If uh, you don't hear from us before then, what's the mm-hmm. date? Are they going to hear from us before then? Probably not. And we've got another show coming that, that's that's due out shortly. So, uh, oh, okay, they'll so, probably have Thanksgiving first. So never mind. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've got Cyber Monday coming up. Yep, yep, we do. So we got a, we got a different show coming up for that. Should we say? That 
We're going to be announcing our Cyber Monday specials early this year. Well, go ahead. We're going to be announcing our Cyber Monday specials early this year. It seems like last year we, we, we like idiots, waited until Cyber Monday to tell everybody what our Cyber Monday deals were going to be. And everybody else in the world, quote unquote, leaks their deals, you know, like a week early now for some reason. So we're going we're we're to quote unquote <laughs> leak our deals early this year. Seems a little ridiculous to me, but <laughs> we're going to do it. We're, we're jumping on the bandwagon. All right. We'll cover that in the next episode. So uh, join our mailing. If you want to know what our, if you want to be on the leak list, uh, join our, our newsletter and uh, you'll find out. Yeah, definitely join our, our newsletter. And uh, how do we do that? Uh, it's, in the, it's, in the footer, it's in the footer of our website. <laughs> if you go to buy2wayradios.com, scroll to the very bottom. There's a, a form there where you can sign up for our newsletter. And you'll be an insider. You'll be an insider. Yeah. That's right. All right. Well, today's show is sponsored by buy2wayradios.com. Whether you're searching for two-way radios for general consumer or business use, buy2way radios can help you find the best solution for your needs. Enter the promo code SHOW at checkout and save an additional 5% off your order. Give us a call at 1-800-584-1445 or enter our live chat at buy2wayradios.com. Well, everyone, as always, thanks for listening. And until next time, for the Two-Way Radio Show, I'm Rick Savoya. And I'm Danny Feimster. And we're out. Out.